Cutting Out Early, the podcast. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. I'm in a glass case of emotion! With Max, Zach, and Alex. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! Well, we're waiting. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, episode number 43 of the Cutting Out Early podcast here on the 21st of October. Episode 3 of season 2. Episode 3 of season 2 is correct. Uh, That is Zach Montgomery. I am Max Major, rolling along here on a Thursday, Uh, but happy day whatever it is you're listening probably not thursday <laughs> maybe it's friday maybe if any case happy friday it's a good congrats. weekend congrats good. for getting to the weekend it's a good weekend to listen to this podcast yeah i'd say not so. not much going on in sports well uh, it's debatable there is is there not you well know, what i mean maybe some blowouts you can flick us on on the way to uh the cider farm yeah while the cider farm. when you're done listening to the u of m game yeah right Maybe I'll get to the cider mill this weekend. Get some That's what donuts. I'm thinking. Yeah? Yeah. It's that I time of year. I don't know if it's worth going all the way out to Blake's or not. You don't want to go to Blake's. Are you kidding me? Bla- Blake's is too popular. They're too crowded. It's way too crowded. It's it's ridiculous. It's almost alarming how it- crowded Blake's is. <laughs> uh, I will admit that I am alarmed personally by the amount of crowds at Blake's. <laughs> so I 100% agree. I remember I, went, I, I, th- I think I talked about this on the show. I went there last year, and it was so crowded. It, I'm not even, like, super scared of COVID, but I was like, whoa, there are way too many people here. <laughs> <laughs> there, I, I will just say this. There are many other orchards out there. Many orchards with better cider, better donuts, better apples. apples. Uh, well, you could find some hard cider from some places. I'm sure. We'll see. Is, is that why you're going to the orchard for hard cider? No, no. Okay, then you're fine. Just go to the grocery store. Go what to the, Meyer afterwards. What are, <laughs> what are the best donuts? Um, you did this last... I, I forget. Well, I, no, I actually did this a few weeks ago. Oh, did you? My favorite donuts... Um, actually, I went at two places. I went to... We went to like five cider mills like a few weeks back. And then this past Jeez. weekend, we went to one. We went to Long's uh, this past weekend. Their donuts were outstanding. I got them probably about 60 seconds after they came out of the fryer. Ooh. Unbelievable. But actually, the the donut that I thought was the best... It did not it not had the best cider. But I thought it was the best donut was um, High's Orchard. High's? Yeah, High's. They sell. You can find their cider everywhere. Um, but uh, what was the best not cider? my favorite. Um, the best cider, in my opinion, is this place called. It's like Virilians or something. It's on Van Dyke and I think like Twenty Eight Mile or something like that. Jeez. It's really small. There's not much there. It's also way out there. Yeah, I know. well, High's is way out there too. That's where they all are. Well, Blake's is further. I, mean, I know. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go that way to get some good cider. But if you go to Highs, they're only open the weekends. Their donuts, I think, are unbeatable. Okay. That's my opinion. But Long's also, that's kind of on the west side of the area. Uh, they're pretty good, too. Okay. They're, they're, those are my two top. 
Um, actually, um, speaking of which, because (laughs) we do have somebody who just recently was at, um, Blake's and probably can comment. Is this our substitute, Alex? Yeah. (laughs) And our local Red Wings expert. I'd say so. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's gotta be, uh, Alex Major, my brother on the show. Alex, are you there? You guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you fine. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, I have all sorts of comments. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you would. Um, well, you were just at Blake's, weren't you? So, so Zach, uh, not to confirm or deny your uh, fears, but I will say that we went to Blake's. Um, I went there with my fiance and my parents, and it was for the the Sunflower Festival, which was uh, well. You know, I don't want to trash anybody, but anyway. <laughs> It was interesting. Nice. Two-hour wait to just get on a tractor to go see some sunflowers. Are you doing okay? <laughs> anyway, we didn't wait. Uh, we drove back, which was Oh, easier. my gosh. That's Anyways, a long drive. Uh, yeah, ton of people, and five, <laughs> six days later, COVID. So, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not saying that's where I got it. I did go up north between the time that we got COVID and went to the orchard, so it's possible we got up north. Uh, but you know, just just saying. Oh boy! Yeah, what'd you do? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's okay now, thank God. But it was it was. Yeah, yeah. yikes! <laughs> yeah, there's there's better places than Blake's, in my opinion. I don't want them if they're thinking about advertising with you guys. I don't want to trash them. So yeah, we we are open to advertisers. That's true. Out there, but um, is hey, as far as donuts and cider, okay. If you're out towards Ann Arbor a little bit, and we're—I'm in Livonia, so I'm a little bit closer, you know, than you guys are. But get out towards uh, Dexter. Dexter has a great cider mill with some of the best donuts you'll ever have. Max, I echo Longs. Longs yep. is a great for cider and donuts. Yep. And then Partialville. If you're in Northville, Partialville has great cider. Their donuts are kind of unique there. I'm not a huge fan, but some people really, really like them. But they have great cider there. So a lot of good options for cider out there for people. It's not just Blake's and uh, Yates and, you know. I'm going to have to listen of- back to this this weekend. Well, everyone thinks of Blake's. <laughs> I mean, everyone thinks of Blake's. Uh, I, I, think, I think everyone thinks of Blake's over on uh, kind of like the east side. I, I yeah. remember school, that was like where we went on field trips. Like that I know. was it. Yeah, back when nobody really knew about it. barn and all that stuff. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my dad, my dad actually went to high school with the um, woman who owns or is partial owner of Blake's now. So oh. she's, I think she's doing very well. Judging <laughs> <laughs> wow. by the crowd, people were there. Yeah. I would say so. Um, but my favorite, my favorite overall orchard for donuts, cider, every apple picking, everything is Spicers. Spicers, Spicers is really, really cool out on. Um, it's on Clyde Road up uh, M23. So, like, north of – I know you guys aren't talking about golf courses, and, Zach, you're not a big golfer, but the Majestic Golf Course, just north of that. Yeah. Um, Spicers is a great spl- – they, they have a winery there. They've got all the stuff you could ever need. It's busy there, too. It's just not to, like, Blake's levels. I've, I've been to Spicers many times. It it's It's really good. I agree with that. Alex Longs was crazy busy over the weekend. I couldn't believe how many people were there. They've they've redone so much of that place. There's like a whole like 
like area for all these like carnival games and and I don't know they just made it just massive tourist attraction it seemed like it was it was just kind of over the top really at Spicers yeah no 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 at Longs oh at Longs Longs okay yeah yeah, yeah. No, that that time of year they uh, they do that um, but I feel like it, that's more and more and more too um, one more I will throw out there Zach um, Westview Orchards and Winery. It is on Van Dyke and Thirty Mile Road. Oh my gosh! They have some. I don't think their donuts were the best, but I thought their cider was top notch. Uh, so okay. that's another one. It's right by what I said, Verillians. It's called Varellen Orchards and Cider Mill. Um, that's on Van Dyke and uh, Twenty Nine Mile. Okay. Uh, just north of Twenty Nine Mile. Best cider you can get from there. My opinion. And, and if you go out to Spicers too, right up the road is Partialville Cider Mill. Yeah, which they're is- close by. You feel like you're up north when you're there. It's right on a river. It's a huge, like, 120-year-old barn hmm. that has awesome, awesome cider and fresh donuts, too. Um, I think their cider is better than their donuts there, but anyways. Two yeah. totally different areas, like, one's in the Fenton area, way west side, yeah. and then the other's, like, towards Armada. So it just yeah. Max and I, a couple of years ago, started kind of going through a thing trying to find where the best cider and best donuts were. So yeah. now more information than we'll ever need on <laughs> yeah so let us let us know um we, we'll try to be your expert i've tried to take notes on 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 my donuts and cider experiences <laughs> with with kind of you know proprietary rating systems oh, nice so it's been going okay categories for your ratings max Cat- like categories uh, yeah i mean like you know like you know criteria like this one had a you know better fluffiness rating, better crunch rating, better flavor <laughs> profile, good mouth feel on this one. I, I didn't get into that too much. And to be honest okay. with you, it's it is tougher to judge donuts compared to cider. I feel like I can t- taste a good cider right away, and then another one's like, eh, no thanks. So yeah. that's a little easier to decipher. Donuts, it's tough to go wrong. Some are better than others, but it's really tough to go wrong with those. Two <laughs> things, I'll tell you that. The thing was. The thing with cider is it's very dependent on, like, the crop of apples they get. And time of year plays a big role. So I always find, and I know uh, my dad would definitely corroborate this, anytime after, like, mid-October, that's when the cider is really good. So that we're in yeah. prime cider time right now. Nice. Okay. And, uh, and speaking of cider, if you want to move to the wings. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. What an incredible transition. <laughs> That's quite the pro wow. right there. My God. I'm surprised. I'm surprised he's not. Uh, his nickname is an apple or something like that. No, he's got in three games. You know, they call him apples in hockey and uh, his last name's Cider. So have you heard the uh, Bertuzzi's is Bertu- or Bertuthi or something like that? Because he doesn't have any teeth. Bertuthi? Or yeah, I've not heard that. I have not heard that either. Where have you heard that? Uh, it was on. It was on the radio yesterday. Oh, it's out of the ticket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not bad. That's, that's very silly. I don't. I, you know what? Honest. I think Zach. They're the only ones saying it. I don't think people are saying that. I don't think people are saying that. It was on that. Twitter, too. They got it off Twitter. I so. think they tried to create something, and I'm not sure if it's really catching on. Well, now it's catching on. It's on a, it's on a big name podcast. So. Oh, yeah, you're right. So now it's huge. <laughs> Yeah, the only thing wrong off. with that is it, it just sounds like you have a speech impediment when you're saying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a lisp or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's true. All right, so, Alex, we have the start of the season. The Red Wings have played three games so far, all of which I think have been really exciting. I think every single one of their games this year has been more exciting than maybe any one of their games last year. And I've watched all three games. I've, I've watched them pretty closely. 
Um, in fact, I went to one of them on Saturday night. Ooh, oh, I, know. Yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. It was a blast, though. I got, I got to admit, it was an anniversary gift that I received. I was blown away. It was a big surprise, and I, I had these great seats, sixth row, right. I was like right in the corner on the Red Wings end, mm. and I was able. I, I wasn't too far in the corner where I couldn't see much down the ice. We were more, I, I guess, behind the goalie. Um, okay. Kind of like right behind, right behind the the circle in the defensive zone mm-hmm. for the Red Wings. Great seats. We could see the play develop. It was just fantastic. So I loved it. But I thought the game was just as exciting. I thought last night's game was, or um, not last night. It would have been Tuesday night's game was fantastic. Their 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 game open. Their home opener was awesome. Even though they lost in overtime, but. Everything was just so good so far. So I'm kind of curious, Alex, what you've thought so far this season uh, about the Wings. I know it's early, but do you have any early first impressions? Um, I mean, uh, nothing that's going to last for the whole season in terms of my impression. But, I mean, just the first impression, um, I totally agree. I, I haven't been that excited just to watch a hockey game that the Wings have been in in years. And, you know, a season opener, of course, you're going to be excited about it. But yeah. it was the game that drew me into the next one. I was like, okay, I have to watch the next one if that one was that good. And usually what ha- happens is, you know, the next one's, okay, it's not quite as exciting. But, no, all three games this year have been very exciting. And it basically, like, at least for me being a hockey fan, tonight's kind of appointment viewing in that sense. So um, we'll definitely be watching tonight, uh, seeing what's happening. But um, I mean, I like the energy that they're playing with. I like the camaraderie that they're playing with. I like the hustle, um, everything about it. And they're actually scoring goals. So that's, that's fun. You have some, they have interesting rookies to watch, interesting players. Um, and we have to remember they're doing, they're winning right now. It's been three games. Uh, they've won two out of three and the one they was an overtime loss. So they still get a point out of it, but potentially their best goal scorer, Jakob Verana is injured right now. Um, he's the guy we got in return for Mantha when we traded him last year. Um, we've been doing this without him. So uh, I feel like once he's back, we'll be able to have two very solid forward lines because um, you can kind of spread the guys out a little bit more. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. He's he's out for a couple more months. Uh, um, there's not an exact timeline for his return. Alex, who do you but, think? Yeah, who do you very think- exciting. Who do you think right now? I don't mean to cut you off. I know you like to talk. No, you're good. I like to talk too. It's all it's all part of the fun. That's why we do the show. Okay, just a quick question. It's been really fun, like you said, watching. Who has been, in your opinion, the most exciting player to watch so far? And if you could project for the remainder of the season, who is that one player that you're really watching that you think is going to be the guy to really pay attention to throughout the rest of the season? Well, the easy answer so far has been Bertuthi, as I guess we're calling him. <laughs> no, we're not calling him. I, I mean, I'm, anytime- I'm, I'm, I'm putting a stop to that. I'm sorry. I can't get on the Bertuthi bandwagon. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's stupid. It's dumb. It's so dumb. Okay. Forget it. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So Bertuzzi, uh, Tyler, um, it, I mean, the big controversy with him is his vaccination status. I don't want to get into it a whole lot, well, obviously. Well, just really quick, um, do you think do you think his lack of vaccine is the reason he's scoring all these goals? Your thoughts? 
Could be. Yeah, you know what? That's a really good point. Everyone else is all lethargic. And, you know, do you think the entire league has maybe microchips and such? Yeah. Do you think the entire league has maybe stepped down a bit? We just haven't noticed it because er- almost everyone's vaccinated. But Bertuzzi is the only one playing at the same level as everyone last year, so he's the only one who kind of stayed consistent, which is why he's looking so good. <laughs> Very possible. Yeah. Or, you know, he just had a whole season last year with an injury to rehab and recuperate, and he's just a good player. So, <laughs> yeah, so far, he's been the most exciting guy to watch, I would yeah. say, or none. Uh, moving forward. How many goals uh, did he get the first game? He got four goals, four. didn't he? Yeah, he's got five goals in three games now. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, really, that is unbelievable. So, but looking forward, uh, I mean, to me, it's going to be the rookies. Uh, I feel like they're going to have the most room to grow. Um, and then there's a couple of young guys too, Zadina and Rasmussen. But to me, it's it look for you know Raymond, look for Cider to keep developing. Um, Raymond got his first goal last game, which is that was exciting to see. It was a snipe um, too. Yeah, that was yeah, a that was heck of a snipe. shot. My God, uh, Cider Cider's got a point per game going right now. He's got three assists. So, uh, yeah, keep to keep watching those guys progress. I started seeing Cider throw his weight around a little bit more. He's a physical defenseman. Um, look for that to in- continue as he continues to get used to um, the size ice surface. Really, both guys, they're coming over from Sweden. Bigger ice surface over there. They have a lot more room over there. So the smaller ice surface compacts everything. There's a lot less time and space. Um, you need to use your physicality and you have to process things quickly. And both guys can do that. One of the things about that, Alex, I, I've been watching the games, and there's been so much physical play and a lot of scrums after the play. Not necessarily legitimate fights, but there's been some scrums. Well, a lot Larkin mo- got suspended. Well, yeah, he got suspended, but, uh, I mean, he did something he kind of had to do. He there was a he was It was a dirty hit on Larkin. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he was nailed from behind about three feet away from the boards, and you, you can get really hurt by doing something like that, especially after what he went through last season, at the end of last season, that injury, and trying to recuperate from that. But I guess my point, Alex, is do you think it's, like, excessive, the, the amount that they're do- doing? Is it, like... Is it is it weirdly excessive? Is it not necessary? Do you think it's it's doing anything? Or I'm just kind of wondering your take on the on the on the level of I guess physical play. Maybe even after the whistle, there's really no legitimate fight, which I'm I'm hoping for. And and sometimes I feel like the scrums are are not totally necessary. Um, but it seems like there's been a lot of them this year. So I'm just kind of wondering what you think. Well, let me ask you, do you think, do you feel like any of those scrums have been contrived any sort of way? Well, maybe a little bit, a little bit. Some of them, I feel like I, I, they are, um, I just think that there's so many of them that there's gotta be a couple that are contrived. I mean, maybe not all of them, but I, I feel like maybe a couple. Well, I mean, if, if you look, I, I've noticed there's been a couple dirty hits, and the one on Larkin, definitely one of them. 100%. They're the one, the same game, uh, Rasmussen got cross-checked from behind into the boards. Then just last game, Raymond got hit from behind into the boards. And, and the common theme is that you're not seeing penalties called on these hits that are dirty hits, and the league is supposed to be cracking down on cross-checking and boarding and those sorts of hits, and yeah. they're not calling them. I agree with um, that doesn't make sense to me. So I think I, in my opinion, it's kind of on the league right now. They need to start calling those as penalties um, to get those out of the game. And 
if like the league really wants to get rid of fighting, I I like fighting. All the fans seem to like fighting. Um, I can understand why they're trying to you know move away from it a little bit, but at the same time, if you're not going to call penalties, and then when the scrums happen, they don't let them fight. It just things keep boiling, and it, it gets worse and worse. If you let them fight, then it gets out of their system. They can move on. Or if they're calling penalties, you'll see the dirty hits slow down, and you can move on. But something has to happen, and to me, it's it's a league problem. It's not a contrived Red Wings problem. Three games in so far, uh, 79 to go, including one tonight. Um, before we kind of preview tonight's game, which we'll do quickly, I'm just kind of curious your overall assessment uh, going forward for the rest of the season in terms of, of just their performance. I know uh, we talked a little bit over the summer about how you think the Red Wings still probably have a year of development to go before they can really be something that is um, you know playoff worthy or, or competitive in that uh, realm. Um, I'm just wondering if that's still your thought or potentially if these first three games have, have changed your opinion at all, or is it just too early and, and just kind of your my, overall thoughts? My eyebrow is raised. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, <laughs> that's something. That, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I can't say anything. Uh, like, really, if you look at it, look at the past couple seasons, you've seen teams, whether it's hockey, baseball, basketball, any, any sport, you'll see them get off to hot starts and the season is a grind and talent prevails and the wings, they have some young talent now. That's true, but it's still being cultivated. And to me, the team, it it lacks, you know, star power and they're working towards it. I just don't see them being able to keep up this, this effort type, try hard type, uh, gameplay throughout the entire season that's going to keep them winning. You're going to get bumps, you're going to get bruises, you're going to get tired, injuries, all these different things. I feel like that's how they've been successful so far. But so, don't but sorry, Zach, go ahead. Yeah, I have, I have a question. So Raymond and Insider were supposed to be the big prospects coming to the Red Wings. Do yeah. you think there's someone else that they need to get? Well, okay. So they they are the two biggest prospects we have in the system currently. I would agree with that. Um, I, I don't think that they are they alone will carry this team. I feel like the draft pick uh, we had made just this past year, actually the two first-round picks with Kosa as the goaltender and Edvinson as the defenseman, um, I, I think that we're going to need guys like that to come in before. This is before we're like really, you know, not just getting into the playoffs, but challenging to win some rounds. Um, yeah, Raymond Sider, I'm very excited to see them. As rookies, I just think they're too young to make a big impact yet. You're going to see a lot of growth. You're going to see growing pains. Uh, I'm excited they're here. I also think that this next draft is absolutely loaded. And <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard. Big forward or something, I, right? It's all about the next yep. draft, it seems like. The well, next draft. Okay, so the thing is, Raymond's a winger. Um, Cider's a defenseman. We needed a top-pairing defenseman. Cider's that. Edvinson right now, early reports on him out of Sweden, their most recent first round pick. He is playing phenomenally. So we might have another top pairing defenseman over there that's being cultivated. He's playing top line minutes as an 18 year old kid in Sweden's highest league, which is the same league Sider played in last year, a year older in there. He's kind of comparable as far as how he's playing right now. The eyes are playing. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, the eyes exactly. are I love that. <laughs> so, but the thing is, they still don't have a top-line center. Uh, I mean, Larkin, great player. Um, he is a player that you need on a winning team. To me, he is not a top-line center. He's not somebody who's going to put up point per game or even really close to it. He might be a 60-point guy um, kind of consistently, but you need somebody who's going to put up 70 to 80 points on your team if you don't have a whole lot of scoring depth. And right now we're, we're seeing a little bit of scoring depth, but it's not there yet. Um, Larkin would be probably one of the top 10 second-line centers in the league. Mm-hmm. He's probably a bottom 10 first-line center. Mm-hmm. So to, you really need that position upgraded. And I think that this draft coming up, I mean, especially if they win a lottery, this Shane Wright kid looks like he's the real deal. But there's a number of guys up there who uh, could fill that void for the team. And if not in the draft, uh, you get someone else, you kind of build the team around it, then you sign that guy. You trade for him. Um, There's a lot of different ways to do it. Draft is just the best way to build your foundation. Then you put the finishing touches on with trades and free agency. Red Wings aren't going to win the lottery. Come on. They can't win the lottery. They're, they're permanently they banned the from winning the lottery. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Pistons. That's a different league. Who cares? Doesn't matter. I mean, after we were robbed two years ago, oh, I don't think God. we deserve it. <laughs> I, mean, what a I know. Isn't, draft, isn't there draft karma coming back this way? It's got to. It's got to. Well, I hope so. You think so. I mean, and, and then the Lions missing all their draft picks, too. So. <laughs> well, that's just that's a little different. <laughs> oh, we're going to take Okuda. <laughs> we got Okuda, baby. Yeah. Well, at least Iserman. He looks great out there. <laughs> yeah, right. He's really performing. <laughs> <laughs> at least when Iserman finds somebody, they seem to be doing well. So we'll see. Uh, Alex, before we let you go, uh, is there any thoughts you have on tonight's game and just kind of a quick preview? Alex. Alex. Oh, no. Oh, no. And he's gone. What happened? Did and he have to go? It's gone. Is it my, is it my end? Whose end is this? Oh, boy. Uh, the fun of uh, live radio, even though we're a podcast. This is staying right in there. <laughs> uh, let me see if we can get in touch with him. But, uh, yeah, I think that, uh, Zach, whatever you did with that iPhone over there kind of ruined my internet. Wait, really? I didn't yeah. do anything, though. Did you not? No. Oh, shoot. You're connected to my uh, laptop. You're still connected. Am I really? Yeah. Airboy. Yeah, Airboy. Yeah, uh well, that was great. <laughs> Thanks to Alex. Um, I'm gonna try to join one more time. If and we get him back on, we can try um we can also move on to mm- our next topics here. No, well, I, w- I would like to move on, but I am kind of curious about tonight's game. Um man, I was really looking forward to hearing that. Yeah, totally gone. Ah What happened? I I don't know. It's you know, it, it's probably my PC. There's something up with it. It's either that or the Wi-Fi. No, the your Wi-Fi receiver is kind of the issue. But I didn't even okay. realize that was a big. I thought aren't all Wi-Fi receivers the same? No, I guess, I guess that's pretty stupid. Yeah, to yours say. is an older one. <laughs> your laptop's like six years older than mine. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I need something with a with a mic out and a um and a and a headphone out, which sucks. But yeah, your laptop's not even popping up for me anymore. Oh really? No. Okay. <laughs> the Red Wings do play tonight. They play the Calgary Flames, who are 0-1-1. One, one. Um, are they at home? Or where are they playing? In Calgary? At, no, it's at, it's at uh, LCA. Oh, is it? Again? Yeah. Yeah. Again? Yep. They had 7.30. Everyone. 
they had every one of their games at LCA? Mm, I think so. Yeah. That's I mean. unbelievable. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I will just say this really quick. Well, we try to figure out this Wi-Fi issue. I'd like to try to get some Wi-Fi, at least something, for even the articles I'm going to read. It's it's coming up. It's coming up. Um, I will just say this. Stupid thing doesn't work. <laughs> Where's that drop? <laughs> we need a drop man to play everything while we mess around with stuff. <laughs> um. Anyway, I will say this. The Red Wings, for every single game so far, the three games they've played, I know it's early, it's been must-watch TV. It really has been must-watch watch tv i've been so intrigued by every one of their games they're incredibly exciting and they really have an incredible incredible play i've just been so impressed i know it's early i know we don't want to jump the gun with everything but it's certainly been exciting so far yeah, I mean, if the young guys come in and they're making an immediate impact, and Larkin, our you know, this, our captain's playing better, I think, and we continue to have good goaltending, um, well, except for that first game, um, I think that well, that was a whole collapse of the defense, really. And uh, I think we have a you know we have a good shot at least you know contending for a playoff game this year. You know, we'll see. I would love to. You know, I, I know that there's still time to rebuild, and we want to draft a little better to get, you know, more star power, more talent right on the roster. But really, if we could make the playoffs this year and win a couple of games, I mean, isn't that exciting? Isn't that fun? Yeah. I mean, I mean that's what the rebuild's about. Oh, I know. It's going to happen at some point. The eyes are playing. <laughs> people, people were saying last year that he was further from – doing anything than uh than the pistons were you know but it seems like they're all kind of coming up at the same time well except the lions but all the teams are sort of coming up at the same time here so we could have some good sports here in detroit finally yeah after what how many years of just know. a god awful too series? many i don't even know <laughs> last time we had something to root for i guess was the tigers back in 2013 when they made the world series then like 2015 or 16 was the last time the wings made the playoffs or something like that yeah i mean Look, it's been bad in Detroit. It's oh, been yeah. really bad. We have had a, too many years. We have four pro sports teams, which most cities really can't say. We have four sports teams, and we have two colleges that you know are, are pretty big in the area. They're also pretty bad. That have also done shit in the past <laughs> 10, 15 years well, or not, whatever it's I been. I mean, Michigan State was, well, I guess they were 2015, 16, too, was when they were up. So they're about the same. I know, but, well, okay, the Rose Bowl, right? The yeah. Rose Bowl was big. They and went they, to the playoffs. Yeah. But, yeah, no, and it's it's been tough here. <laughs> no, I know. Um, Do we even want to talk about the Lions? I have something down for him. I, I <laughs> We had so much positivity coming out of the Red Wings, and now we're going to go back to these losers. I don't know if it's worth it. Well, no, it, it is, and I'm still trying to work on getting Alex back on the call. All right, we can move on to the Lions a little bit here. It'll it'll come back once we get it. But, I'm Zach, I am kind of curious because the Lions are 0-6, right? I, 0-6. I didn't watch the game. By the way, oh, you're you're the lucky one. I know it, but I was I was watching <laughs> the like the stat tracker and the uh, game cast on my phone, and I was blown away by Jared Goff. <laughs> I, I was sending you guys texts like, all, I know. The, all the whole time. I was sending you like screenshots. Like, this is unacceptable. It was like two yards an attempt for Jared Goff on his passes. Which he, really is a, an important stat. Yards per attempt is huge. Oh, absolutely. And you have, what is it, like 
two yards, two and a half yards. Yeah, give me a break. That's imp- Small hands cannot do anything. You it's, can't. You cannot make a first down with that, with type of yardage. You I, can't. And I, if you can't run the ball, there's no. They went like three and out for the first. I don't know, three or four drives. No, I I knew he was bad. I didn't think he was this bad. Yeah, they, I did not think it was going to be this brutal. I don't think anybody did. Now, I didn't see this throw. There was the, the fourth down throw that everyone's talking about where he threw it away or something. Did you see that one? Oh, where he threw it out of bounds? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I heard about it. Yeah. I watched. I was golfing, actually, for the first half. See, we were all making better <laughs> life choices. I was in Chicago. You were <laughs> you were golfing. I'm not going to sit in front of the TV and <laughs> s- stare at the Lions' disastrous play. Every yeah. single Sunday. It's tough. I and deserve a little bit of a break. Well, I mean, this was the one they were supposed to win. We had Dan Campbell coming out crying on, crying on the microphone it the weekend before. Shit. You know, and then the Cincinnati Bengals come in, and it's just nothing. Just nothing. It was horrible. Yeah, I don't. Listen, he Jared, I think most people have finally realized Jared Goff is bad. I think there was some hope coming into it that he might be able to maybe not be to the level that Stafford was, but be close enough that he's a viable quarterback. And I think we're very quickly realizing that his check down Charlie style, you know, three yards an attempt, I think it's 33rd in the NFL right now. It's yeah. not even 32nd. He's like 33rd in the NFL. Um is just it's not going to work on a winning team, and it doesn't work for us. And it's a, probably a huge reason why we're zero and six right now. Is if you can't make a play downfield, you can't run the ball. What's the point? You know, and 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 it can't be a it can't be like a blocking issue of the offensive line because it takes literally two seconds for an, a wide receiver to make some kind of crossing route or something, and he's not even trying for that. So it's just. Honestly, it's kind of a shame that it's not going to work out, but um, there's also some talk right now that, the well, no one's saying the Lions are specifically involved, but that Tua Tungavailoa of the Miami Dolphins, he was actually, a lot of people were egging for him to be picked over Okuda. Yeah, the great Okuda. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Miami is currently in talks with Houston to get Deshaun Watson, which is its own story. Like, they don't even know if he'll be out of jail in the next year, oh but there's, they're going to trade for him. And apparently it's going to happen this week. Um, but Houston is adamantly against Tua. They do not want him. Really? Yeah. But Tua has been – he was injured most of last year. I think – he was not he injured the beginning of this year with his ribs and now he's sort of he had a decent game last week in London but he's um kind of injury prone for the beginning of his career so people are a little hesitant to play him or to to take him and that's why Houston doesn't want him I think we have Alex back Should we finish? Yeah, do you want to finish up the wings? Yeah, yeah, we can well we can ask him this too, and we'll, we'll come back to Tua. We should finish up the wings. I'm here. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yes. we, we can hear. Can you hear us? Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, that was that was weird. I, apparently, apparently, people don't like my jokes. No, it's <laughs> it's it's the fun of being in a basement. You know, it's it's just. No, I, kinda... I, I, hey, I'm in a basement too. I understand. It, it's the best. <laughs> uh, Alex Major, everybody. <laughs> hey, coming in to talk about the Red Wings. <laughs> Um, we were just kind of finishing up, um, and you know, honestly, we can get your opinion on the Lions too, which I know is depressing, but before we do, I I really am just curious, if you just give a quick preview, tonight's game, I was telling Zach before, it's must-watch hockey, and I'm not missing tonight's game, so I'm just kind of wondering where you're at. 
Oh, I mean, they're playing the Flames. Flames, uh, I didn't have enough prep time to check their record. So. Zero, one, and one. Sorry? Zero, one, and one. Zero, one, one. Okay. So, I mean, they're looking for their first win. Yeah. This is the fourth consecutive home game to open the, the season out. I don't get so, that. Why, why is that happening? I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's just an anomaly. I don't think there's anything to that. I haven't heard that there's any sort of scheduling thing where they're trying to schedule like less travel for teams and they try and so yeah I, I think it's just sort of an anomaly and that's just how it worked out yeah you see four great home games uh in the middle of the season it just so happened that this is the first you know four games of the yeah. season is going that way so as far as i'm concerned if you're somebody who's rooting for the wings to to make the playoffs this year and make a push it tonight it's a big game it really is and yeah. it's not just hyperbole playoffs don't talk about playoffs. <laughs> it's the I mean it's it's the last game of their home stand right now. And if they want yeah. to go into the road trip feeling good, uh they gotta win this game. If they lose it, you know, then they're gonna go into the road trip, start to play some more tough teams on the road. It's always harder on the road. Uh, a little less confident. So um if you're somebody who's rooting for a tank, then obviously you're rooting for them to lose every game. I know, um, I know. I'm somewhere let them I'm I'm gonna let the season kind of come to me. If they win, great. If not, I, I understand the purpose of that too. So um, tonight, it's it's going to be a fun game. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau, Matthew Tuchuk. I mean, if you want some scrums and some stuff like that, anytime there's a Tuchuk brother playing, you're going to see some scrums. <laughs> you're going to see some Those stuff like chucks. that. So, uh, so yeah, no, it should it should be it should follow basically more of the same that we've seen the past uh, three games, and it's going to be a lot, a lot of fun to watch. I'm I'm pumped. Um, We'll let uh, Mr. Redman kind of take us out <laughs> of the Red Wings discussion, as is appropriate. Probably one of the greatest songs ever written. We used to play floor hey, hockey in elementary down. school it's with this song playing <laughs> in gym class. Hey. It's almost as good as the April and the D song. Have you guys heard that? Oh, one? of course. You kidding me? <laughs> you know, Rolling Stone came, of the April and the D. Rolling Stone came out with their uh, list of redone top 500 songs. I don't think the song made it. That's which is ridiculous. A, it's a travesty if you ask me. <laughs> what? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I think ridiculous. we should we should all write some letters. <laughs> Alex, well, the uh, the internet shit out over here. We kind of got into the Lions discussion. And, and Zach was talking about Tua. And before we let you go, um, I'm just kind of curious about this point. Well, Zach, what were you saying about Tua? So right so right now, uh, the line, or Miami and Houston are in trade talks for Deshaun Watson. Um, and Houston does not want Tua Tungavailoa. And obviously Miami wouldn't want him either if they were getting Deshaun Watson. So my the, the, the question going around right now is that there would likely be a third team involved in this trade who would take Tua. And um, I think the discussion right now is like usually a first-round pick, so maybe the Rams pick if we were talking about the Lions. Do you think that the Lions should pursue Tua uh, from Miami? Um, I mean, it's just like on a base level, that question, I would say yes. Um, and, and if it's for the Rams pick, I would say it's it's worth a roulette spin. And really, it comes down to I don't think that the quarterbacks coming out this year, um, no one's really separated themselves as better than Tua. But you're kind of getting Tua at a discount since he's he's got some injury concerns. 
he's a top five pick though, and he still has potential. Um, it's it's worth a chance. You see what Sam Darnold's doing uh, yeah, down for uh, Carolina. That's a great so, point. Yeah. Um, it, it, when you change scenery, you never know what can happen. I'm I am worried about injuries, but um, the thing that no one's talking about is I, I know Miami's the one who's in trade talks with Houston. Yeah. If Deshaun Watson really is like okay to play, like the lawsuits aren't anything. Don't you kind of think the Lions should be inquiring about Deshaun Watson too? I mean, yeah, if, I I think there's if, if if Miami is replacing Tua with Deshaun, then why wouldn't <laughs> just the Lions go after the prize in the first place? <laughs> you know, I I don't know if they have the capital to do it. it it's kind of interesting. Um, that would be an interesting thought. I I also think that Deshaun has a has a trade clause on where he can be traded. So I think actually both these quarterbacks have a clause that they cannot be traded to certain teams. So and Detroit is very likely could be one of those teams. So it, that, this all could be a moot point. But um, <laughs> yeah. um, it was just it was just one of the things because I, I heard the discussion earlier today too, and and that was one of the things in my head. It was like, well, why not just go after the guy who <laughs> Miami is <laughs> trying to replace, you know, their guy with? So. Yeah, no, but as far as I'm concerned, yeah, throw throw a late first round pick at Tua, um, and bring him in and just see what he does. Think, if if he doesn't do anything, I, I feel like I know first round picks are valuable. It, it it's still worth a shot um, because then the other thing is if if he's not working out, you still might get a later round pick if you want to move on from him too. But still young. This is a second year and he didn't play all the, you know his entire first year, so he's still very unproven still cheap um yeah I, yeah I say why not no i agree i absolutely agree anything would be better than jared right now yeah. i hate jared <laughs> yeah like, I knew it was obviously they're, they're not they're not trying to win this season there's no one for Tua to throw to if you were to get here but it that move for Tua wouldn't be about this season yeah, it would be him. about next season moving forward because then you could use your first overall pick which is going to be one or two um, <laughs> of it on offensive, an offensive weapon or the best defensive player on the board. And then you have a really high second round pick to use on like a wide receiver, you know, another offensive weapon like that. So there's enough draft capital that by next year and with free agency, you could put some pieces around a guy like Tua in order to make him, uh, you know, give him at least a formidable offense. You have Hawkinson, you have a running game. If you just had one, you know, top type wide receiver, um, I, I think that's all you absolutely need to to make the offense all of a sudden a lot more formidable. Because then it shifts everyone else down too. Because now all of a sudden your number one option is your number two option, and you're not getting double coverage on like maybe Amonra St. Brown or Quintez Cephas when he's healthy next year. Yeah, or Hawkinson. Um, you get one big- <laughs> And wide receiver, and I think it's that would really help. Alex Major live on the podcast. Um, Thanks minus, for joining. Yeah, minus the technical. Yeah, I really appreciate I'm, it. I'm and, happy uh, that I could I could be the substitute Alex for today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're wondering where the other one is. It's it's been a bit of a challenge. He's missing. Oh yeah, I, I, he's the one missing out. We're having a great time. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate it. We'll do it again. You saw him recently, but yeah, he's, he's got to get in. <laughs> uh, we'll do it again. Appreciate the the insight, especially with the Red Wings. It's it's fascinating. It's more than we know, so it's great. And we'll talk to you again soon. So appreciate it, man.
Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Right. I appreciate you guys uh, letting me on. So, Well, have a good All one. Right. We'll talk to you soon. Adios! Yep, thanks, guys. There he is. Adios. Alex Major on the podcast. And the Always great to podcast. have Alex on here. He does a good job. He does. He knows his stuff. He, he does. That's very true. Knows more about the Red Wings than I do, which is yeah. why he's well, here. Well, me, me too. <laughs> I mean, he, he knows more than me. He knows more than both of us combined, really. And I'm yeah. a hockey fan, but he just follows it so close. Yeah. Uh, is there any more talk about the Lions? It's so No, I think that was it. I, I, I don't want to spend too much time on them because there's so much positive around us right now with the Red Wings and our college football teams yeah. that I don't – I feel like it's not worth – depressing over the uh over the lions so we can move on i i forgot you went to chicago this weekend yeah how was it it was awesome i had a great time time. yeah you know i haven't i've been to chicago for usually one night a year we usually go for new year's and we usually get there in like the early afternoon you know you get ready for your evening and then you head home the next day so i haven't really been able to see The whole uh, Chicago area. You forgot a big chunk of that evening. You're like, get ready, and then the next day you go, well, what happens between that and the next day? <laughs> I don't know. Someone could tell me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We usually have a nice uh, time at the bar. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's real classy. Yeah, yeah. We get all dressed up. <laughs> but... um. <laughs> But, uh, what did you do this time around? Because Becca never yeah, been there. Yeah, we. I, I went with uh, my girlfriend Becca. We had a great time. We went. We got there Friday evening. Um, we got some Chicago style pizza at Luminati's and Luminati's. Am I saying that right? Well, y- you're enough. saying it quickly. Luminati's. It's two words. Yeah, Luminati's. Luminati's. You say it like that. You don't. They don't. Well, also Chicago people talk really quickly. Is yeah, they I do. Really, so. I'm saying it like they say it, like the locals. Luminati's. Luminati's. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Um, How was it? It's a little overrated, isn't it? It was overrated. Can I admit something to you? Wait, can I? I, I just want to say one thing. I think they <laughs> made it from Frozen. I think it was made from Frozen. What? Are you yeah. serious? Yeah, like it was good. Oh, we had to go and try it, but I don't think it was made fresh. I don't know. I, I find that very hard to believe. Can I admit something to you? What? You made a bad choice. What, what's yeah, the better one? Luminati's. What is the better one? Well, okay. If you want to get really into the weeds, I prefer Giordano's. Okay. See, I, I told I, – that was the other option, yeah. but we were like a block away from Luminati's. That's fine. Okay, Giordano's for, – for anybody listening out there who's going to be a real stickler, I understand it's not quote-unquote authentic Chicago style. Giordano's is a stuffed pizza. It, which means there's pretty much a layer of dough on top and the bottom mm. with most things stuffed inside and the sauce on top. It's a, it's a Chicago pizza, but if the real sticklers get up, that's not Chicago pizza. Well, it, it pretty much is, it's but it's castle. not, but it pretty much is. Exactly. Um, Luminati's I don't think is stuffed, but regardless, I will say this though. Uh, there is this huge craze in Chicago about this new type of pizza. It's Chicago style. It's real thick. It's deep dish, but it's like a Chicago Detroit style hybrid. It's, oh, it's really, got a lot more dough. Well, but it's got like caramelized crust instead mm. of like the the like the pie crust that you associate yourself with most Chicago style yeah, pizza. See that? I was not a fan of that. Right. It's like a pie crust. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, so this style, there's a, there's a place called Piquads. Piquads Pizza in Chicago. They have, in my opinion, one of the best pizzas I've ever had. I thought it was outstanding. It's on the north side of Chicago. There's two locations, but it's like a hybrid of Chicago 
and Detroit style, and people over there love it. They're like, what is this? It's incredible. <laughs> I think I sent out a snap after I had uh, finished my pizza, and I was like, four out of ten, is there a Jets nearby or something <laughs> like that? <laughs> what, honestly, it wasn't ba- It wasn't a four out of ten. I would not actually give it a four. It was more of a joke uh, amongst our friends. But um, So what else did you do? Any other highlights? Yeah, so we, we actually stayed in a hotel right on almost right on michigan avenue and wacker which is the street that runs next to the river yeah we it was a spectacular location we were what we hotel walking was distant. It? It, it was it was just a small uh hampton inn it wasn't anything f- fancy okay but did you uh, have a good view um yeah we had a great kind of good view it's out just the good back. location is what it, it the, is the, the the location was amazing becca did yeah. a great job of finding that place so it was and it was nice job, and it was a reasonable price too so i mean that was the big thing and uh parking downtown sucks though that's the thing you gotta really there was, a, there was actually quite a few places to park right in that area oh no kidding yeah it, i think it ended up costing us like 50 like 60 for the weekend oh that's not bad actually yeah no for the that's, whole weekend yeah the whole weekend from friday to sunday evening so um and then what i guess my we we did one of those boat tours oh, okay the wendela it was a uh, it's was their most Best reviewed tour anyway. I, I've done that tour. It kind of goes along the Chicago River. They yeah, explain it. Yeah, we had it. a great time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, those are fun. There's a lot of well, Becca liked it and I liked it. There were a lot of good picture spots. Sure, and it was very scenic and it was a great morning. Not a cloud in the sky. Oh, it was that's sun. Awesome. It was nice and crisp fall day. I love it. I love it. It was absolutely beautiful. Uh, yeah, a lot of shopping. Um, we wanted to go to a show, but we just didn't have enough time to go. Um, we went to a couple really good restaurants in the area. We did not get to uh, try a Chicago-style hot dog. I was kind of disappointed about That's that. That's okay. And you're not missing out. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, saw a Navy who, Pier. Who wants a pickle in their hot dog? <laughs> we saw a lot of uh, – we walked to a lot of the um, medical school campuses that okay. were downtown because Beck and I are applying to some of those programs. So we were looking into those. Any uh, any Chicago steakhouses? No. we No. No, we were – we were trying to uh, spend most of our money on lodging, oh, yeah. and uh, I get it. So it would have been tough. <laughs> I understand, but we had a great time. Good, I'm glad. Yeah, Chicago's a fun city to visit. Yeah, we had a great. I don't breakfast. know if I want to live there, but that 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 was the kind of the take that Beck and I had from it too. It at least right downtown, it might be difficult to live there just because it's so busy. There's so many people all the time. There's so much traffic. Like, yeah, I can't imagine like. Going from, you know, into one of those buildings and, like, going up and living there. It'd yeah. be crazy to think about. I believe it. Yeah. So, I I mean... What it, great breakfast did you have? What are you talking about? There's, like, this wildberry pancake place. I don't oh, know boy. if it... It's, like... What? You don't like... You no, it's, it? no, it's fine. <laughs> it was really good. Okay. It was also, like, a block away from a hotel. So, it was... Did great, you get the biggest Bloody Mary they had? No, no, no. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. <laughs> They had like. They had like bad, where's Alex when you need him? For God's sake! <laughs> God, <laughs> biggest Bloody Mary over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but it was a great weekend. I'm we glad had a good time. Won. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah, I'll get back there. Like, yeah, but I. Agree. It's a great. I would say it's a great place to visit for a weekend. I mean, not super frequently obviously because you'd go broke but well sure um it, it's a great weekend stop there's so much to do so many different places to eat you could you could spend weeks going to new restaurants so um well, stafford uh he is pumped to be in a new city too 
Oh, yeah, that's right. The Lions are playing. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, Lions are playing the Rams. But <laughs> there was the a story. The Stafford-Lions reunion There's in a, SoFi. Ridiculous. Story, uh, there was a story in the free press this morning about Matthew Stafford. He knows how lucky he is. And the, the media was asking him questions today about comparing L.A. to Detroit, like the teams, and he wasn't really biting. And uh, he just said he asked for a trade. He didn't know where he was going to be. But he was just so happy to to end up here, and he said he's pinching himself for getting this opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what does that say about Detroit? What does that say about the Lions? That they're a joke. Of course. That's what it means. He's not going to go down and say it. He's. <laughs> I mean, he could be the MVP this year. 16 touchdowns, uh, eight, 1,838 passing yards. Um, he's on pace for 45 touchdowns and 5,200 yards. And, uh, yeah, he will not compare the two organizations. He said, as far as comparing to Detroit, I'm not going to do that. I just know that I'm having a blast playing a bunch of football with some great players and great coaches. Yep. Loved this time. Loved my time in Detroit. I loved all the different experiences I had. Some of them were tough, but they helped mold me into the player and the person I am today. I've spent some real meaningful time in my life both on and off the field in Detroit, and I really enjoyed all of it. Uh, so there. And Dan Campbell said on Wednesday he expected mixed emotions from Stafford and Lions quarterback Jared Goff in their debuts against their former teams. Um, so that'll be kind of interesting. Dungeon of Doom when I walk into that room. <laughs> you know, honestly, I will admit something to you. I think that's going to happen to Campbell at some point, and I hate to say it. Oh, but he, he already. The thing is, he's already said things that you could take out of context and put them into our drops, like we have. Well, sure, but I mean, it, it, sometimes coaches in Detroit they get nasty at the media, and it's. I don't blame the media. The media is just asking questions, like, "What the hell?" I don't going blame to... either of them. They have to ask the stupid questions, and the coach gets tired of answering the stupid questions. Well, they have to ask the stupid questions because the team fucking sucks. Well, that, and they're yeah. gonna ask about how why the team sucks and what's going on and what can you do to fix it. And I get the coaches are gonna get upset, so they will take it out of the media. Which I, that's just is that part of the job of being a Lions coach? Well, let me just say this: if the Lions were good. The coaches wouldn't care what the media says because they're winning. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Well, they only care what the media says because the team sucks and they have to face the media and, and it's the last thing they want to do. And Campbell, so they're going to freak out over it. In Campbell's defense, he really has not had much say in his roster and how bad the team really well, I is. I, I know. Well, but no, I know. I think and, at some point and, it's going to happen. And he, he basically. The way he's playing this season is that he wants to be the. Tri- I mean, they're the tryhard team. They're very untalented. Very bad. I yeah. mean, Jared's horrible. The defense is a bunch of no names that'll probably be working at Kroger tomorrow. Um, <laughs> but I, I could see it getting really annoying. Like you're trying to defend these guys and boost their confidence, and then you get the media coming in saying, "Why are you guys so shitty?" So <laughs> it would be. It could be. It would be tough. I can see it from his point of view. Okay, uh, we have the Michigan-Michigan State game coming up in a week and a half. Yeah, and so right- I figured we'd do our like in-depth analysis next week. Yeah, I'd rather do that. Yeah. That's fine. Um, there, Michigan is playing Northwestern this weekend. I think okay. most people feel that it's going to be a blowout. I don't know how you feel. I'm sure it is. Um, well, is North- Northwestern not ranked? Do you know their record? It's horrible. I don't, I don't even know their record. Then who cares? They're going to blow them out. Yeah, don't they, even watch. They it doesn't lost- matter. I mean, people were saying at the beginning of the year they could be decent, They lost, but they lost like 90% of their um, production from last year. So The Spartans have a bye week, right? 
They have a bye week, but they are in the news right now. What's going on? Um, so LSU has parted ways with Ed Ordron. Um, they signed a contract. He's they're paying him seventeen or no, it's either seventeen or eighteen million dollars to part ways and not coach the LSU Tigers uh, anymore. So the LSU job is open, and there's a lot of talk on who's going to come and take the position. Uh, uh, Jimbo Fisher is one of the the Texas A&M coach. Um, there's some Luke Fickle talk, a Cincinnati coach. A key to success is learn the playbook. That's true in football, and it's also true as we take on the coronavirus. <laughs> the spread of the coronavirus is a serious matter. But there's a game plan for keeping residents as safe as possible. Everyone has a role to play as we face this challenge together. Cover your cough with your elbow. Like this. <laughs> Wash your hands thoroughly for full 20 seconds. If full you're sick, seconds. stay home. If you think you should be tested, phone your health provider first. Avoid oh close God. contact with anyone who's sick. Protect your at-risk family members, including the elderly. If you're not at risk, take care oh as you go God. about your daily business. Robert, Get the facts now from coronavirus.gov and your state health department. We're all in this together. Let's team up to protect our health. <laughs> Good for Ed. He's really taking charge. <laughs> He's explaining people how to cover their cough and wash their hands. Well, you can spend more time doing that now that well, he's not great. coaching the LSU Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> Get down to what really matters. Exactly, Ed Orgeron. It's 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 obvious. Um. So LSU it, big weights. Uh, I guess they're big donors are high on Mel Tucker to come in as the Ooh. head coach. Now the MSU has started seven and zero. Um, I think there's a lot of, I mean, a lot of talk for Tucker to be coach of the year right now. Are the right now, seven. They played seven games so far. Yeah, seven and zero. Wow, I thought I thought it was six and zero, but okay, seven and zero. Yeah, yeah. Never well, I, yeah, yeah. Both. This is, is this must be their first bye week then. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I think only. And really? so, yep. Well, they have two. As far as I know, no. Maybe not. I thought most years they have two. Do they not? I mean, maybe whatever. they did. I don't remember. All right. Whatever. Um, but. LSU is usually discussed as a top job. Um, the past three coaches there have won the national title. Um, I forget the three. Uh, Ed Orgeron, most recently two years ago, before just getting fired this year. Well, let go. And um, it, Hey, I'm Coach O. <laughs> obviously, it has a big recruit poll being an SEC school. LSU has a big name in yeah. college football. And Mel Tucker has not come through to deny any of the claims that have gone out right now. Um, a lot of people are speculating that they have offered him the job, potentially. I know Ed... What? I know uh, Feinbaum. I hate Feinbaum. He's such a... Is there he's any an SEC slappy guy who just comes <laughs> in and belts out, belches out the worst takes in the world. <laughs> I hate this guy. I was, I, most of ESPN is complete garbage, but... Um, I can't stand ESPN anymore. <laughs> what is this, 2005? <laughs> but many... Uh, many are thinking that Tucker could have a potential uh, transition to LSU after one year with MSU. Do you think that's going to happen? I don't think so. Is there any legitimacy to him being offered something already, or is that a bunch of bullshit? I Honestly, the only thing that is out that. there is a big quote. I have contact from big donors. Oh, give me a break. And uh, Feinbaum saying that he's going to be offered the job. Oh, and I think a lot of 
so a lot of uh, the Michigan media, I guess the morning show of uh, 97.1 is what I would call them, the Michigan media as well. well LSU, the, the U of M media. The uh, LSU is a you know a premier program, and <laughs> they've got a lot going their way, and you'd be silly to turn down a job like LSU when you got it coming your way. And I, I don't know, to me, it's kind of silly. I think a lot of uh, U of M fans want Tucker to be gone because he's already got MSU looking so good that they don't want to deal with, you know, Michigan State being back yeah. after being, you know, on top for so long. Yeah. Um, Are they back? No, that's the thing, too, is I, I, it would be I don't want to go crazy. I don't want to say that Michigan State's back. Or... So, yeah, yeah. Well, Mel Tucker is being paid close to $6 million a year right now. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, which is we we potentially overpaid him so that he we had to go and get him in a you know terrible circumstance. Sure. Um, so um, a lot of teams are saying, like, well, LSU is going to have to come at him with more money than this. Well, the thing is, is Nick Saban makes $9 million. So you're going to have to estimate Mel Tucker making between um, – and Mel Tucker's the 13th highest page coach in the NCAA, in, in football right now, yeah. in college football. Yeah. So he's already paid a lot of money. He hasn't really played any big teams. Like, think about it. Like, we have had a pretty, you know, meh schedule so far. A lot of these teams were supposed to be good, didn't end up panning out. And they're thinking that LSU is going to offer this man, like – nine million dollars to be paid on par with Nick Saban to go coach LSU. I think that's kind of ridiculous. And yeah, I if agree. and if they do come at him with nine, ten million dollars and make him the highest paid coach in the in college football, sure. Like go ahead, you know <laughs> like you gotta let him go. I mean what can you say? They're making a huge risk on on taking somebody who really hasn't set their you know, set proven themselves. Sure as a top-tier head coach. So that's one thing. Um, I, and then just from the Mel Tucker perspective here, he just got his AD, Alan Hollard, or I, I butchered that name, I think, but it's okay. His AD choice. I, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't fool me. His Al, or, excuse me, his athletic director of choice was just put into place. He's got a $32 million facility being built in the next two years. Wow. He has, after, after taking MSU out of the dirt, I think he has um, – Pretty much whatever he wants, he can get, at, at least for the foreseeable future. Um, MSU's happy to have him. Um, and I, I, I think that here it is easier for him to get to the championship than it would be if he was in the SEC. You have programs like Auburn. I mean, Alabama, obviously. you got Ole Miss. you got all these huge Florida, Georgia. You have like five big-name schools that could go to the playoff any year in the SEC. What do you have in the Big Ten? Ohio State. Yeah. That's it. I mean that's it. That's the only team from and the Michigan, big... maybe. All right, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that is actually the worst take that has ever come out of the microphone They're of Max Major. They're undefeated. Oh my god! All right, so wait a everybody, let, let me, wait, let everybody, me just say I would not, no, no. I would not, Zach, I would not blame you if you wanted to put your head into a blender. Hang it's on a perfectly second. okay. I, that, you that just take said Michigan was State's back. You, you said they're back. Can you play that vomiting drop one more time? You said that Michigan State's back. <laughs> well, but it, if Michigan State's Back under your definition of what it means to be back, I, then aren't I, the Wolverines back too? I'm saying I'm not saying they're going to the national championship no. anytime soon, but I don't think they have any worse of a chance There's, than the, the this Miss Martins ra- this right now. This is a rabbit hole. This is a rabbit. No, hole. it's not a rabbit hole because they're, I think Michigan all, and Michigan State are on par with each other. First of all, what does Michigan do every year? L- lose? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, Disappoint what's, their what's, fans. What's their record every year? 
I, 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 it's usually nine and four, ten and three. Yeah, they're mediocre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't beat anybody of significance. So all I'm saying is, I didn't say MSU being back was an overstep. I didn't mean to say that. That was not okay. what I was going for. Okay. I was saying that Mel Tucker has MSU to a point that nobody thought he would have them, and he pretty much has free reign on what he wants in that program right now from because of the success that he's had recently. I just think that Michigan and Michigan State are kind of on par with each other. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's I would say all I, I would argue I would argue they're the exact same team right okay, now. Okay, that's almost that's fine. almost. I, there's little tweaks. I think you could argue maybe Michigan's defense, even though there's stats comparing different players that it. But Michigan defense, but MSU's offense and neither it, teams played anybody that's really good. That's this the year. thing, and that's not their fault. They can only beat who they played, but yeah. I mean they really haven't been tested. It very well to to prove themselves. Yeah. So let's wait for that to happen and see. But but that's no, like I two weeks. Zach, I agree with what you're saying. I, I I think that's a good point. But I don't see Mel Tucker leaving. Well, here's a. I just want to make one more point too. If All he right. leaves, if he leaves this year after being one year at MSU, right? He's at he's had one year at Colorado. Then he's gonna have one year at MSU, and then he's gonna go to LSU. What is that gonna? How you're gonna have to recruit against Nick Saban, Georgia? Yeah, he probably these, doesn't want to. And you, well, that, and you're gonna have to recruit against these teams, and people are gonna say you've been at two programs in two year or two program or three programs in two years. Like, how are you're not here to coach my son? You're here to move on to the next step. Yeah. So I I think that it would be silly from his standpoint to go and make this jump. Um. Anyway, yes. We'll, I mean, we we'll, we can get into the MSU U of M analysis no, now. We'll, we'll, no, 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 there, no. I think no. there is a lot to say about it. We I, spend a lot of time on sports today. We're yeah. good. We'll do it next week before the game. I mean, there's plenty. To, believe me, there's plenty to get into. Yeah. We could have a lot of fun with that show. Yeah. Uh, but that's in a week and a half. That's on Halloween Eve, right? Noon kickoff. A noon kickoff. It sucks. <laughs> Are you not happy with that? Oh, three thirty is much better. Yeah, three thirty is a good time. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a night game. A night game would be awesome. Oh, sure. Yeah. But rivalry games tend to not be in the evening for safety reasons, I guess, or potential safety reasons. But they did it two years ago, three years ago, right? Didn't they? A night game? Michigan, Michigan State? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they did it. No one thought they would, but they did it, and it was great. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's it's mostly Fox's fault. Their big noon kickoff. They want for some reason they want noon to be the time to watch football. It's really not. Toe meets leather at noon. Yeah, no. You want the seven thirty, eight o'clock start. I don't know why they think noon is a great time. I Maybe don't they don't want to compete with game day, the like the ESPN one. But it's still, it's just noon. It just sucks. I don't know. You have to wake up. There's no time to tailgate. Yeah, just get up at six in the morning. Yeah, you used to do that all the time. I, well, I do that all the time. <laughs> I meant I to go. I not, meant to go tailgating. Not a. Not a. No. Yeah. Not. <laughs> no. Sometimes I would. Sometimes it was tough. Well, you just got. You know, you're a trooper. We, we've all been there. Yeah, you got power through. <laughs> we'll get into all that a lot more um, coming up next week. Um, there, there is some stuff I want to talk about today. Uh, before we get out, we're already an hour six. Um, but <laughs> we spent a lot of time on stuff. Um, I, I do want to get into a few things really quick. Um, first of all, Dave Chappelle, I, I, let me just say this. He's one of my favorite comedians, and that's never going to change. And to be honest with you, I think he's probably the top comedian out there. I don't know who does it better. Do you know anybody that makes you laugh more than Dave Chappelle? 
No, there's no bigger name either than Dave Chappelle. Okay, I mean, you Jim Gaffigan, uh, Louis C.K., although he's been canceled for, for doing that a uh, few years ago. <laughs> I don't even want to say it on the, on the podcast. We have no FCC, and I don't even want to say what Louis C.K. canceled for. <laughs> I think everyone here knows. Um, but... The point is that Dave does it best, and yesterday there was that staged walkout um, from Netflix. Uh, actually, like a week ago, there were those two people who broke into that um, that conference meeting or whatever, that big bigwig meeting at Netflix. These two people came in and like protested the meeting, and um, they were immediately like reprimanded and sent home. So that was yeah. bad. But yesterday, uh, when I say yesterday, I mean October twentieth, Wednesday. Uh, 100 people in a staged walkout, uh, staged protest at Netflix. Uh, they walked out and protesting the um, the uh, anti. I don't even want to say this. It's not anti-transgender. I don't think that's what Dave was doing. But that's what they were protesting. I honestly thought their their protest was a little misguided because I just don't think they understood. First of all, the nuance, and second of all. It's a fucking joke. I mean, he jokes about everybody. He's not picking on one set of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like he has to appeal to every single group of people out in the entire world. If that's the case for all of media to appeal to everybody, then media cannot exist. Stand-up comedy certainly can't exist. No, I... Any comedy can't exist. If, if there's comedy to exist, it's not going to appeal to everybody. There's going to be people that doesn't like it. I think the thing about comedy, too, is comedy is supposed to push your boundaries. 100%. You know? And you're supposed to think it's a little... Things are funny because they're outrageous or, you know, ridiculous or, you know, it, so truthful it hurts or whatever. I, the, the thing is, is you got to... It needs to be a little bit outside your normal comfort zone in order to be comedy. Otherwise, you're just us on a podcast giving a speech about, <laughs> you know... I, but I, I just don't think that Dave was going after the trans community. No, and I think... Like, he doesn't... I, I don't think he has a problem. He loves everybody. He said that many times. Yeah. He loves everybody. Yeah, and I think... And he makes fun of everybody. That's his bit. I think right, right now, the they're just... There's a, there's a battle going on between what is, you know, acceptable and what is not. And some things aren't acceptable and some things are. And I think... I think comedy should be a safe zone as long as you're not being ridiculous or saying obscene words or whatever. Like, as long as you're not too ridiculous, anything should be able to go in comedy. But also, he doesn't, not everybody has to watch Dave Chappelle. That's another truth. If you don't like Dave Chappelle, don't watch it. There's a lot of comedians out there that I don't watch because I don't like them. There's a lot of comedians that make fun of men, that make fun of white people. There's a lot of comedians that make fun of black people. Every single ethnicity out there. Yeah. Com- com- comics make fun of that. That's true. I, That's I, what it, You know what I mean? And it, Dave Chappelle made fun of white people. Am I supposed to protest that? I can't do that. It's and well, You know what I mean? It's a little different, obviously. But yeah, I understand you're right. it's he different, but it's a group of people that he's going after. Yeah, and he's, well, he wasn't he's even going, going after. He wasn't going after. That's, That's the, the thing. point. He wasn't targeting anybody. He was saying a joke, and it was, you know, in the in the sense of good fun. And obviously, it wasn't taken that way. But um, I don't know. It, it it's a tough discussion to have. I know. Obviously, uh, I think that Dave Chappelle should be fine. It sounds like he has a. He's. <laughs> there was a story. 
He sold out his show last night in London. Sold out crowd. He sells out shows constantly. He's not going anywhere. No. He's not going away. No, and I don't... I think it's a little bit of an overreaction, and I don't know. But, you know, Dave Chappelle makes Netflix a lot of money. And well, they keep giving him these huge well, contracts, too. Dave Chappelle, uh, I mean, Netflix appeals to a broad audience. That's their strategy. Well, that's they true. appeal to everybody. There's a show for everybody. If you want to watch something, Netflix probably has something that you will enjoy. There's probably a lot of things that you won't enjoy, but that's okay. That's fine. And this is like if you appreciate Dave, sorry, Dave Chappelle, this is not a reason to stop watching him. No, I don't think so. Of course not. Like it's not going to get me to stop watching his skits or whatever. I just think, honestly, listen, I'm not transgender. I'm not trying to say that I understand everything, but I can, I can say that I don't think he was going after them in a way that it's being interpreted. At at least they. Yeah, as the way they see yeah. they were being targeted. So, so, anyway, I, I'm i going to be a fan of Dave Chappelle. It's, yeah, absolutely. It's fine. Now, Louis C.K., that kind of freaked me out a little bit. I think that's a little different. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that's I, what I mean. There are there are boundaries that you can – but you should be able to push those boundaries in sure, comedy. Sure, sure. 100%. That's what <clears throat> comedy is, and – that's a, a big part of, of my life and my personality is is comedy and, and humor. I love that. That's that's what I like. It's music like, and comedy. Wait, it's sort of like the South Park, you know, the oh, sure. mentality. If you make it they make fun of everybody, so what are you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'm not gonna stop watching South Park, one of my favorite shows. Yeah. Of course. Well, yeah, no, I mean if you're not targeting any if you make fun of anybody, you're not targeting anyone. It's just the way the comedy 100%. is. There's humor in any situation. So is the point. Whatever. I mean it, it is what it is, but and I'm actually kind of glad that Netflix is standing their ground. They're not kind of like falling into it and saying we're taking it off. They're they're keeping the comedy special up there. Yeah. So I, I don't can you imagine? Can you imagine a world without like stand up or anything like that? It would. It would be depressing. It, would it be really tough. would be depressing. Yeah. There, there's a lot of things that comics do, the way they see the world. That's just, just awesome. It's fascinating and it's awesome. Yeah. Because they see the world in a way that a lot of people are maybe afraid to say or don't well, or don't have the communication skills or the means to do so. Yeah, they, they put things into perspective in a really unique way exactly. and they deliver it well and they have an audience, they have a they have a medium to say it and it's it's just it's great. I I, yeah. I, I love it. I, I absolutely love it. Um okay. <laughs> Did you see um William Shatner going to space for ten minutes? Yes, I heard about this. Okay. And he I, broke into I, tears afterwards. <laughs> I have two things to say about this. Number one, space travel is becoming the new, like, rich thing to do. Yeah. It's like, oh, if you just have a, have a shit ton of money and you really don't know what to do with it, I'm just going to go to space. Why not? <laughs> For fun. It's, it's no longer like a, a scientific mission. It's like a carnival ride in a way. It's just a really, really, really expensive carnival ride. That's all it is. Oh yeah. That's what Bezos is doing, and you know he's he's putting Shatner into space, the the oldest person ever in space or, or whatever, and he's back down. So in my opinion, space travel has changed from being a scientific discovery to a really rich person's carnival ride. It's like owning a Lamborghini. Yeah. You know. So that's one. Number two. Okay. These people who are supposed to be like conscious about the world and and helping society. 
doesn't no they don't care well okay but they're supposed to care right they they try to portray the fact that they care about the world and society and making people happy and everything doesn't space travel require a lot of emissions oh yeah yeah okay there's so, a huge yeah there's a huge backlash right now so why is there a backlash yeah i haven't heard anyone talking with about the carbon emissions yeah absolutely. i haven't heard anyone talking about this. yeah yeah so yeah. we're just spending we're okay we're sending william shatner into space just so he can be the oldest man ever in space and he's gonna come back down in 10 minutes and we're gonna release how many how many cubic miles of carbon emissions yeah based on that little uh uh carnival ride yeah that's absolutely. all it is yeah so wh- why can people pay attention to this, please? It's the same thing with private jets. The people who say, how dare you? I can't believe the environment. And then they're going to hop on their private jet and fly back. It's the same thing. Absolutely. But this is worse because they're just going for a carnival ride. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah, no, I agree. I 100% agree. I, I think. I just don't care. Yeah. I think it, it started out as NASA was a little underfunded, so they wanted yeah. to kind of boost, you know, space travel and make it, make it fun again and make sure. make that discovery and how to get to mars and all this and it's now it's become a billionaire <laughs> carnival ride snl did a great bit about it um uh, when owen wilson was hosting i didn't watch last week's um i should have i have it recorded on my dvr i'll watch it um because i've been impressed with snl so far yeah absolutely but they had that one funny bit about <laughs> the billionaires up in space <laughs> just like like racing each other and and just like having fun up there like oh look at this this is great oh my god we're in space look who it is it's it's elon musk elon oh my god what are you doing here it's so great but yeah, it's just for the rich now i guess um gabby petito uh, that entire tra- tragic story, tragic story. Um, the Gabby Petito murder, her boyfriend, uh, Brian Laundrie, on the lam as a wanted man for credit card fraud, and nobody knows where he is. And Well, well they might. So what happened? Is there an update today? No, I didn't hear anything specifically today, but I, I did hear that they found some remains. I thought that was today. Was that not Oh, maybe morning? that was today. Well, what did they find? They found, like, human remains somewhere. They're not saying that it is Brian Laundry exactly, but it could be. Apparently, they found some of his rema- er, remains and some of his things alongside of him. So it could have been him um, somewhere in the woods, I believe. Uh, the apparent human remains that authorities found on Wednesday in a Florida park most likely belong to Brian Laundry. Investigators also found a backpack and a notebook belonging to laundry near the suspected remains while they were searching the Carlton Reserve in Northport. Uh, the discovery came on Wednesday morning when laundry's parents and law enforcement searched an area of the reserve that had been underwater but recently reopened to the public. The remains and items were found in the same area that the parents had initially told the FBI to look. Mm. Uh, well, that's according to the family attorney, Stephen Bertolino. Um, so <clears throat> Bertolino says that the probability is strong that it is Brian's remains. Weren't they saying he was alive, though? Yeah. Like two well, weeks ago? Yeah, they were. They mm. didn't, well, they, I mean, they didn't know. I mean, I, I would imagine they were hoping for the best. Yeah. But is this kind of a if, – if, if these are confirmed to be his remains, which we'll know in a couple days, they're going to test them. Yeah. Um. Is that kind of a bad ending to this story? Or is the story n- maybe not over? Because if... What, do you think someone else killed her? Well, <laughs> no, I'm sure it was Brian. <laughs> but 
I mean, that's just that's just a really shitty way to end this, you know? Maybe somebody killed Brian. Oh, gee. Don't say that. Could well, you imagine? Well, I, we don't know how... We gotta find Brian's murderer. Maybe it's the same person that killed Gabby. <laughs> Maybe somebody hated their love and wanted both of them killed. <laughs> Could be. Um, no, I think I, I. It probably is the end. I don't. I. I it's that hard. Sucks, it's going to be though. tough to say how exactly he died. It sounds like he was underwater for a little bit. So I. I don't know how. You know, promising the remains are, or if you will ever figure out what exactly ha- happened to him. But yeah, that's probably the end. It's too bad. Because I. I wanted. I wanted justice to be served on Brian. And justice for Gabby, but yeah, now absolutely. it's just you know it's it's kind of a a big wet fart left in your <laughs> left in your face for well, this entire over. situation. Yeah, well, it had lingered on for a little bit. Yeah, it was, it was lingering awesome. in the room. <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's not over. Maybe they're going to come up with some new piece of evidence that says both of them. What if they say it was a homicide? That like, he was killed. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Like the like the forensic person or the medical examiner comes back and says, "Yeah, these are Brian's remains, but it was a homicide." I mean, how did the lawyer know he was there? Well, the family suggested that he was there. Yeah, why? How did they know? I don't know. How That's would a you good suggest? Question. Let me ask you this: What what do you think are, are Brian's parents uh, at fault in any way? Are are they going to be potentially prosecuted? No, I don't think so. What if Brian comes back from the trip out west? And and Brian tells his parents, hey, I, I got into a fight with my girlfriend. I accidentally killed her. But it was an accident. But I killed her. But I buried her body. But she's out there. And then the parents are like, well, we'll keep you safe here. Uh, so he's just hiding away in the parents' house until the authorities kind of come looking a little more. And then Brian's like, oh, I'm going to go for a hike. And he goes hiking. And the parents are like, okay, be careful. Uh, and he goes for a hike. And, and now he's dead. But in the meantime, the parents were 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 – keeping a murderer what in is their it, house a, like obstruction of justice is that what it's, we think well it's like aiding and abetting a criminal mm. which it's against the law you can't do that i find it hard to believe they never even charged him though is the thing well they they charged him with credit card fraud yeah yeah i find it hard to believe that the parents had no idea what was happening i'm sure that they knew what happened I, I don't know. That's I'm just saying. Allegedly. It's my speculation. But I find it hard to believe that Brian's parents had no idea what so are happened. So are the parents supposed to report him to the authorities as soon as he tells them? They should. Would you do that if your kid told you that he killed somebody? Your kid comes up to you and says, Daddy, I killed somebody. Oh, that's a tough. What do you do? That's a tough philosophical question. I write to the police for me. No, uh, well, it, no. I would hope you that killed he somebody. Would. You're gonna you're gonna learn your lesson in prison for your, the rest of your life. <laughs> there you go. There's the lawyer. <laughs> no compassion, what, just law. What do you do? What do you do? Well, I think you have him confess if he actually killed her. You better bring him to the. I, I, I've talked to people who's like, I'd protect my kid, and you know, I don't care if he killed somebody. Like, no. No, he's a murderer. Once once my kid becomes a murderer. Easy to say without kids. Well, sure, that's fine. Once my kid becomes a murderer, he's not my kid anymore. That's that's just my perception right now as somebody who has no kids yet. I, I don't want my kid. No, my, my kid's a murderer. You're not my kid. Mm-mm. No, you're done. Dunzo. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, of course, I, right I would get the full story, and then if okay. it turned that he actually just killed somebody, <laughs> well, first of all, I'd probably be concerned for my safety. 
he's telling me this and he just killed somebody, but also I'd probably have him turn himself in. And yeah. then, you know, if anyone asked me where he was, I would tell them. You would have to. I wouldn't go out of my way to turn him in, but I would probably let, if they asked me if anyone, I would just say where he was. What if he's hiding in your attic and the police come, you know where your son is? Yeah, he's in the attic. Oh, okay. All right, so so you t- that's turning him in. Well, yeah, but I, I wouldn't go, like, directly to the police <laughs> and say, my son killed somebody. Okay, Here okay. he is. All right, all right, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's, that's right here. <laughs> murdering son. <laughs> Come get him. Come get him. Come get the murderer. <laughs> he's not my son anymore. <laughs> Feel free to take him. You do what you want with him. He's he's done. He's done with me. I'm done with him. We're we're done. Oh my god. It's too bad. The whole whole entire story is a shitty situation, really. Yeah. Um what uh you know, I'm actually kind of curious about this story about the uh, the new truck that you're talking about. Oh, we can go into this. I would. I'd like to. The uh, the Ford Maverick. Yeah, it's a new hybrid pickup coming to. Uh, it's 2022, so it's out this year. Um, it's known because it's a hybrid. It gets an estimated 42 miles per gallon in the city and 33 highway. Um, it's kind of big. Ford's big. They're saying it's going to be a huge impact. On the truck industry, it's like their quarter ton. They're they're smaller trucks. Yeah, it looks like the Ranger if you've seen right. the Ranger before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think Which they, is a cool truck. Yeah, yeah. And they still make the Ranger too. It's just, yeah, just they've the, just redone the Ranger. This is just a hybrid version of sure. it. Sure. And I think the big thing that's sort of coming out of this is it's a hybrid. It gets good gas mileage, and it's only around twenty thousand uh, base price. So you that's can get a hybrid ridiculous. truck. Yeah, it is. That is pretty ridiculous. So it's a really cheap option for a hybrid with great mileage it'd be a good like city truck yeah and there's a lot of use out of that i think you know um so i i i don't know if you've had a chance to look at it, it yeah it's, i've seen a few pictures i'll yeah. pull them up right now too it looks it looks just like the ranger i don't know if it's exactly my taste i kind of like the bigger trucks i feel like if you're gonna go big you might as well yeah um Get the whole thing. I understand that. But I agree, hundred percent. But it has an estimated uh, fifteen hundred standard payload capacity, uh, two thousand base towing, and four thousand at the max towing. It's not bad for a quarter ton truck. No, it's it's really especially if it's a hybrid too in the city. You you want to know something funny? What? Um, speaking of hybrid trucks, my my dad. I'll I'll tell a quick story. He was looking at um one of the F one fifties. They have a they have an engine option that's a hybrid engine. And he was just going to look at it because, you know, he likes cars like I do. We all like cars. We're a car family. And he wanted to test drive it. So, like, okay. So, he's driving it with the windows down in, like, the parking lot or whatever. And he hears this noise that sounds weird. It's like this this buzzing noise. He's like, what the hell is that? And he thought there was something wrong with the truck. And, um... And, and he gets out and is like, yeah, it was making this weird noise. And the, the salesperson's like, oh, yeah, that's the uh, that's the, the noise. Um, that's like the speaker that all hybrids have now. Oh, yeah. So if you have a hybrid, um, the earlier ones do not have it, but it's some federal law now. If you're making a hybrid under a certain speed, it has to emit a noise. A noise like yeah. a, it almost sounds like a vacuum. Yeah. And – and my dad thought it was just like, the most annoying thing ever. Like, could you could you take it out? Could you... Well, that's the whole thing. He, and then he, as soon as he got home, he looked online, and there's all these forums about people complaining about it. Like, yeah. they just bought their new hybrid F one hundred and fifty, and it's making this noise. Like, what the hell? And and they're like, 
well, there's this speaker like down in the wheel well that, that emits this noise and you can clip the wires. But the problem if you clip the wires is then all of a sudden all these like like warning lights pop up on your dash and mm. it, it doesn't it, it's like like I think like warning, warning, like system malfunction and it, it throws all these codes. So mm. that's kind of not really an option. So people are like putting duct tape over the speaker to try to limit the noise. <laughs> people are just pissed, which I understand. I agree. Who wants a loud whizzing noise in their truck when they're driving? Yeah. They do it because the hybrid motor makes, you know, there, there's no engine running under a certain speed, right? So they like, well, yeah, for electric walking. vehicles. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So they're like, well, it's got to make some noise. The, uh, all electric vehicles are going to do that. I, I just feel like people are going to get really annoyed at that. The entire noise of cars 10 years from now are just going to be like, just like loud noises when they're not even moving. So anyway, it's just something. I'm looking right weird. now to see if I can see if that's a, a feature on I, this. I, I'm sure they're not going to describe it as a feature. It's more of a government mandate. They have the backup alarm. Manual tailgate. Yeah, I don't see it. It's it's there. Believe me. All electric vehicles have it. That's That's wild, though. I know. I know. I'm just saying, if anyone's out there driving a new like, hybrid... Maybe you could, like, break the speaker. You well, think you could do that? I mean, there's plenty of workarounds, but if you're if you're buying a new fucking truck, you really want to deal with that? Yeah. You shouldn't do that in the first place, but people... Well, you know, it sounds like it's a federal mandate. It so is. It's not even Ford's you know, no, it's, fault. No, I'm not saying it's their yeah. fault. I'm just saying I feel like that would be annoying for somebody who might be interested in a hybrid or an electric vehicle and then to have to deal with that woozing noise all the time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It would That'd drive be, you nuts. It would be it's ridiculous. driving everyone nuts online. There's yeah. there's so many forums about it. Maybe they could make it so that it sounds like an engine. Like That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't mind And then that. you could customize the sound so it could sound like a... Like that a, would be better at yeah. least. I don't yeah. mind that. <laughs> Maybe that's... You like, know. you could get it like the Chrysler, so it sounds like the Chrysler That'd instead. That'd be awesome. <laughs> man, oh, man, a big V8. Oh, yeah, you kidding me? <laughs> I'd love it. Yeah. I don't know. That's You know what? We shouldn't post this because somebody's going to take that idea now. It's huge. That's That, that could be big. Well, you work at uh, GM, so yeah, you got to bring this to somebody's attention. I'll, I'll, do, I'll see what I can do. I'll, <laughs> I'll make sure I make... We'll, we'll give you credit. You know, it's both of our ideas. You know, so. You're the patent attorney, too, so... <laughs> I don't know. It's looking good for us. Well, we finally had our break. Th- this could be it. <laughs> I don't know how you could patent it, but okay. <laughs> I'm patenting this noise. No, it's it's a technology, I guess. You know, may, you know, it's possibility. Possibility. Uh, we'll have to make sure it complies with the mandate. So who yeah. knows? It's a, it's a, that's a good idea. I really like that idea. <laughs> we'll talk after the show. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Okay. Uh, are you ready to get going? Yeah. I'm ready to go. There's some other stuff that I want to get to, but... I mean, we couldn't stop. Sure. We had a great talk about the uh, the, the cider and the Chicago trip. That was good. And we had a lot of stuff to talk about today. Absolutely. I will Pack say. Pack show. We'll have to save stuff for next week. There, there's a lot more to get into, um, but that's okay. We'll, we'll touch on it next show. As we begin to wrap up episode number 43 of the cutting out early podcast thanks everyone for listening tell your friends because we're back i know last week we were off the wedding hit us hard i'll say that adam's <laughs> wedding which was a, by the way congratulations adam and Teresa. spectacular ceremony it was um, everything. unbelievable day the, it was the, great the ceremony the reception we we loved it everyone had a great time they're in love we're all in love it's great we, we all love it so. i was on to married life i uh, can believe that that's crazy huh? what what a gosh <laughs> i still find it hard to believe 
Uh, anyway, congratulations. Congratulations is very sincere. Like us on Facebook, rate us on iTunes, wherever you listen. Give us a rate. Write us a review. The reviews help. So write a review, good or bad. Hopefully it's good. Uh, just do it and we'll be forever grateful. Yes, thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. Follow us everywhere, like us everywhere, and we will be back next week. Next week. See ya!